Hello, everyone. This is Dobi Shapiro, and today I will be interviewing Rabbi Avi Rabin Shliach in Westfield, California, on the topic of raising money at your dinner. I just want to say thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to share your experiences and help Shluchim have more Atzlach under Shluchim. Thank you for this, Chustavi. And uh, let me just uh, also begin by thanking our sponsors. I would like to thank Svassman Jewelers, the Smetana Group, and Gift Cards Zen. Thank you for making the podcast available to all Shluchim. So let's get right to it. So, Avi, I think the, the, the big question is, the, the fear of raising money that night. You invited people to the dinner. You've been telling people, come to the dinner. And suddenly, at the night of the dinner, someone gets up and doesn't appeal. That's, I think, what, what, uh, what Shluchim are afraid of. Uh, do you think it's okay to, to raise money at the, the dinner itself? Toby, that's a very, very good question. And um, the fear is 100% verified and okay. Everybody has a fear of raising money uh, the night of. In general, people have a fear of raising money. Just because we have a fear doesn't mean we're not supposed to be doing it. I believe, personally, that absolutely you should be raising money the night of at your uh, dinner. And um, I feel that way because I did that and it was very successful for me. And the place that I saw this was I was invited by a balabas to a fundraiser for the Friends of the IDF, the FIDF here in L.A., which is a very prestigious dinner that they do here. They charge a lot of money and all the big machas go to, go to the dinner. And I went to the dinner, and I saw for the first time a raise the paddle, where they asked people to give money at a fundraiser. And that night, I can't remember if they raised $20 million or $25 million or $30 million the night of. And people were so happy to give and so happy to be a part of the FIDF. People had already paid $1,000 a plate to come, or whatever donation they'd given, and yet on the night of, they asked for more money. And that's when the, I had a brainwave, or I was suddenly just realized, that when people go to a fundraiser, people understand that they're going to a fundraiser, which means they understand they're going to a charity and they're going to a place that needs money, and that's why they're going. And if we're going to be scared to ask for money, well, then we're not really in tune or in touch with why people are there. People know it's a charity. They know they need to give money, and they're expecting you to ask for money. You don't have to be scared to ask for money. They know why they're there. They don't think they're coming to Rosh Hashanah services. They don't think they're coming to a Purim party. They're coming to a fundraiser. And at a fundraiser, it's very normal. In fact, all people do it. They ask for money. That's what APEC does. That's what Friends of IDF do. And I'm sure that's what every single other charity does. They ask for money. Now, this is not to take away at all from raising money in advance of the dinner. That for sure you should do with the journal and soliciting members and soliciting friends and asking them to up their pledges, using the, the dinner as a good excuse to ask for more money. But in addition to all of that, it's absolutely fine to ask for money on the night of. I was very lucky. I was very nervous the first time I did it, uh, to do it. And I had an a event uh, coordinator or lady that helped me, Jenny Kadoshim from Orange County. And she encouraged me and encouraged me. And I was nervous and she encouraged me. And I'm so happy I did it. And I have a, a dinner coming up in a few months. And I'm a little nervous to do it again, but I'm absolutely going to do it again. And it's fine to be nervous, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't do it because there's real money to be made. So, Ashley, I could, could say, we are not the friends of the IDF. And even when we send out our invitation, we're not sending out an invitation saying that we're inviting them to a fundraiser. It's saying gala celebrations, celebrating five years, celebrating 10 years, celebrating 15 years. Maybe the people coming don't even know that you're going to be asking for money at the dinner. Maybe you're going to put them in an uncomfortable spot. 
So that's a, that's a good point that you just brought up, Dovi. First of all, just to dispel something, shluchim and people should know that when people are invited to fundraiser, they understand that we need money. They don't think they're coming out to a wedding and then that you're going to ask them for money. It's not a bar mitzvah. If you got up at your son's bar mitzvah and said, hey, everybody, we want to build on another wing of the building. We need everybody to give money. Who can give $10,000? I think that's very strange and that's very weird because your son's bar mitzvah. If you're doing a gala celebration celebrating your charity that you've been there for three years or five years or 20 years or 40 years, people know that you're a charity. People know they need to support you. It's very, very Normal. You don't have to be the FIDF, and you don't have to be APEC. If you are a charity, which you are, the Rebbe set up shlichus in a way that we are charities. The Rebbe could have set it up in other ways, but the Rebbe wanted it that we should be charities and encourage people to do mitzvah stocker. That's how it's set up. You are a charity, and therefore, it's okay to ask for donations. That's just my humble opinion. Okay, so let's get to the talk list. What are some ideas, practical ways that you can raise money at a dinner? Is it just getting up there and shliach us up and makes an appeal? Someone else in the community makes an appeal. What ideas or what have you done to raise money at the dinner? Okay, so there's, from what I know of, uh, there are three ways to raise money at the night of. There's a silent auction, which is very famous. Everybody knows about a silent auction. There's a raffle where you can have four or five or three or four or ten prizes and you can charge per ticket. And the most important one that I'd like to speak about, there's, there's, sorry, there's four. There's a live auction that you can do. That's what we do at our dinner, which we get good prizes, and we ask people to bid on them. Live auction is very entertaining. And then there's something which is the most important thing, I believe, which is raise the paddle, which is basically to make an appeal at the night of. Okay? So just to dissect each one of these um, by themselves. Silent auction is when you go out and get a lot of prizes donated, and I think, Dobie, you should do a segment on a silent auction all by itself. It's a whole parasha unto itself. A lot of shluchim do a silent auction as its own fundraiser. That's one way of doing things. Doing a raffle is very simple. You go get a TV, an iPad, a computer, or whatever else donated, and then you sell tickets for $36 a ticket, $50 a ticket, $100 for three tickets. It's very simple, very easy, very normal. People get to win and have an opportunity to win something, and they can, you can make money. You're not going to make millions of dollars, but it's a good way to do things. A live auction, you can make more money if you get good prizes, and you do it well. That can make it quite a lot of money. And then there's raise the paddle, which means it's a public appeal to the community. Now, there's two ways to do this, okay? The one way to do this is that, um, so just explain what that means. What, the, way I, the way I've done it, because that's the way I was told to do it, is we actually hire a professional auctioneer. I would strongly encourage Shluchim that the Shliach should not be the person doing this. You should not be the one making an appeal connected to the same fear that people had of we're asking for money again. It's a greater celebration, yada, yada. It's not your place to be making the appeal. You need somebody else, either a member in your community or if you can afford it or if you have somebody, a professional auctioneer. That's who we use just because that's who I was told to use. Um, they come in, and this is what they do for a living. They ask people for money. It's great if you can afford to make a video presentation beforehand to get people warmed up to the idea. It's very important to have a specific goal that you're trying to raise money for. So if it's your building, if it's your scholarship fund, if it's uh, to, for, to increase in uh, 
helping poor people in the community, but a specific goal that you're feeding 30 families or 1,000 families, depending on your community, how much money you're trying to raise. But it's very important to have a goal. If you're just going to get up there and say, hey, give money to Chabad, yes, you're right. It's very hard. We're not the FIDF and we're not APEC. People don't really connect to us. And a lot of people at your dinner are not people that even know you. A lot of them are friends of the honorees or people that you've slept in or whatever it is. They don't really understand Chabad yet. Therefore, it's important to have a goal. We're trying to build a playground. We're trying to start a preschool. We're trying to support our camp. We're trying to support our Hebrew school. Whatever program, our friendship circle, whatever you're trying to do, your raise the paddle or your appeal should be geared to something. And it's best if your video is connected to your appeal. So you've warmed people up and now you can make an appeal. The way to make an appeal is the professional person gets up, he says, I do this all over the place, and um, I raise millions of dollars doing this, and I'm encouraging everybody to participate. Um, he then asks people for a number. He says, I'm going to start high, depending on your community. He says, I'm asking for $18,000. Is anybody in the room that would like to give $18,000? And then he goes down 10, etc., etc. When everybody arrives in the room, they get a package, or on their table is a package, and everybody in the room is given a number. So they have a number that on their, on their table, it's, let's say it's the size of a piece of paper. You print it on a nice cardstock, number 100, number 101, number 102, number 103, etc. And... Um, when he asks for the money, people get to just raise their number. That's how people do it at all auctions. And beforehand, you know, number 100 is Cohen, number 102 is Blumenfeld, number 103 is Goldman. And you have people standing around the room, and he says 18,000. People have the opportunity to raise their number. And number 100, thank you very much. Everybody starts clapping, and you write down that the Cohen family is giving $18,000, etc. The other way to do it, which can be done in addition to do, uh, raise the paddle, which is what I plan on doing by my dinner, is we're going to ask people to give money, but some people might be embarrassed, so we're also going to have papers on the table, and this is what I actually saw at APAC, where there's tape, papers on the table which people have an opportunity to give a certain amount. Basically, whatever you're sending out for your invitation for the gala, you'll have different levels that people can participate on. So you just put that on the table with people's names already filled out on it and envelopes, and then you say, for those that would like to do it more discreetly, you can fill out the paperwork on your table and then put it into an envelope that's there, and then you send people around to pick up those envelopes. So you're raising money by people raising their numbers, such as in an auction, and they're just giving money publicly, which is exciting, and you get people to clap and get very excited as they're giving the money to build energy. The other way is that people put uh, fill out a form on their, on their table and put it into an envelope. They could be done only the auction method, only people raising their numbers and no papers on the table. And it could be done with just making an appeal and just having papers on the table. You don't have to have people raising the numbers. It's up to you. Or you can do both together. However you want to do it, as long as you bring in money, that's fine. Those are the two ways that people can give money the night of. So when they're at your gala and they're inspired and it's beautiful and they've seen a nice video and they're touched by the work Chabad has done, that is your opportunity to get money. The minute that time passes, dirt comes out, dirt comes out, the inspiration is gone, people are leaving the room, they're already worrying about their mortgages and their credit cards and their jobs and their kids and everything else that's stressful, and for sure the next day you're not getting any money. So that is your time when they're soft and ready, really raise real money. And just to give you some some real-life examples of this, Dovi, when I did it uh, two years ago, I was so excited about it because I was so scared. And in fact, at the gala itself, we did a live auction 
and we raised a lot of money came in from it and that everything just took longer than we expected and it was really late in the evening and we were actually thinking of scrapping raise the paddle i was about to go over to the committee members who will help me run the evening and say just forget about it we're running out of time we're, the, the, the comedian hasn't got on yet it's late it's really it's, everything was just running very very late and um we decided you know let's just do it and thank god we didn't because it brought in a lot of money it was very successful thank god and uh, it got me very excited about it. And since then, um, I know of three or four other shluchim that have done it, uh, this thing. And everybody that's done it has raised anywhere between thirty and $70,000 at their Chabad, ranging from big Chabads to smaller Chabads. And it's just a, an amazing way for people to bring in money. So let me ask you, let me ask you a question. What's coming to mind is, is it new money? Meaning, number one, is some of the people that are giving money at the dinner, is it more than what they give you annually? And also, do people who come to the dinner because they're friends of the honorees and so on that would never give you money, give you money because they're at the dinner and there's raise a paddle going on? You're absolutely getting new money. It's all new money. Yeah, there might be the one or two guys in the room that come over and say, Arthur's oh, rabbi, by the way, that 1800 I gave you, uh, that's really going to be what I give Rosh Hashanah. That's fine. You can win. There's certain people that behave that way. That's fine. You're always going to have those kinds of people. However, most of the people understand this is brand new money. And, and as we all know, Shluchim, when we do these big events, it's an opportunity to bring some of the bigger hitters from your community that you've really been trying to get to know, that you maybe had for Shabbos once and you can't get them to return your calls, Galas and banquets with honorees and done in the right way have, an op- have a way of really getting the right people in the room. You've worked so hard to get to know these people. You've worked so hard to get into your gala. You've got the fish on the hook. Why are you letting go of the fishing rod? Now is your opportunity to ask them. It's not a direct ask. They don't have to give. If they don't give. No one's going to look at them. No- nothing bad's going to happen to them. It's their opportunity to say, you know what? I know this rabbi. He's really nice. He helped me when my grandmother was sick a year and a half ago. I, have it. I go to another synagogue. I don't really give him money. Let me just give him money now. And they'll, depending on how big or small they are, they might give you $180. They might give you $18,000. But you have to give them the opportunity to give money. If you don't give them the opportunity to give money, you'll never know if they're going to give you or not. And you're going to keep living your life in perpetuity of hoping that one day this big guy that once came to my dinner five years ago, maybe he'll give me money. And the better part of it is if he does give you money, then you've really got him hook, line, and sinker. Because once a person has given you money, they are now connected to you at a whole new level. And you can start to build a real relationship and cultivate and get a lot of new money from these people that start giving at the night of your gala. I think there really is something about specifically doing raise the paddle, not just writing down on the on the paper. I've seen the raise the paddle been done. Um, we had it at our dinner, and it was inspired by you. And I think there was something about the social pressure in the room, or, or just the just seeing other people give that really inspires someone to say, you know what, let me raise let me raise my paddle. I absolutely agree with what you're saying, Dovi. There is that beautiful aspect to it. The reason why I want to do the writing down at my next gala is because I was at APEC, and APEC only did uh, when you wrote down. So I'm thinking, what if there is somebody in the room that's a little uncomfortable to raise his paddle? What if there's a rich, very, very wealthy guy in the room, and he doesn't want everyone to know he's giving Chabad $18,000 because he's very involved at the temple, he's very involved everywhere else around town. He doesn't want everybody leaving saying, oh my gosh, you know, Mr. Tom Wilson just gave, uh, uh, Mr. Tom Cohen just gave Chabad $18,000. Wow. But he wants to do it. So instead, he's going to wait and give 1800 because he doesn't want to be 
at your charity, he's not ready yet to be fully committed to uh, to your Chabad. So now he has an opportunity. Nobody's going to know. Still, I hate. He can do whatever he wants. It's great that that the raise the paddle will build the energy in the room. That afterwards, this Mister Tom Cohen will say to himself, "You know what? I really should give the eighteen thousand. You know what? I'm going to write it down on the paper because I didn't want to put my hand up. So I'm doing it as a backup." I'm not doing it only. I'm doing it as a backup to my appeal that we're doing. Right. No, I think that's a great way. That makes a lot of sense. I felt after our dinner that I wish I would have had envelopes and pledge cards on the table. So I think that's the uh, Right. And that's, that's, and that's, that's why I'm doing it. When you, when you talk about a professional auctioneer, is it really a skill that they have in being able to get people excited about giving? Or is it really anyone? Could you ask someone in your community to do it? I believe I've never seen it done with a uh, – listen, let me repeat. When you go to the Friends of the IDF, Chaim Saban, who's a very, very, very wealthy Israeli billionaire from Hollywood, he does it himself, and he raises $30 million, and he's not a professional auctioneer. He just does it. I mean, but he's Chaim Saban. So the fact that such a rich guy is getting up and asking for money it's, in itself is a whole thing, and everybody knows him. If just a guy from your community is going to get up, I'm sure it will be good. I'm sure it will be fine. I've never seen it, so I don't know. I can't comment on it. What I can tell you is that when a professional guy comes into the room and he's wearing a tuxedo and he's wearing his little bow tie and he's wearing his shiny shoes and he comes into the room and he says, my job is to be an auctioneer. I raise money professionally. This past year, I have raised $40 million or $30 million or $10 million or $100 million at charities. I've been to 180 charity, charity events this, past, this year or last year, and that's what I raised. And I'm here to raise money for Chabad. People's brains change from being, oh, I'm just that little fun rabbi's get-together, you know, this little sweet rabbi that I met at the hospital, to being, I'm at a charity. What am I going to give? It changes from, should I give, to what should I give, I believe. And therefore, that's why I'm going to pay again to bring out an auctioneer. It costs a lot of money, not thousands, you know, not many thousands, but costs thousands of dollars. And the reason is because they will bring in much more money than it's going to cost you, in my opinion. Maybe you've got a guy in your community that can do it just as well. Maybe you think a guy in your community might be better. I don't know. I can't tell you. For my community, the way I feel, what I've seen, I want to have a professional auctioneer. Maybe in the future I'll change. Maybe after a few years it will become impersonal, and it will be better if a guy from the community asks. I don't know. But what I can tell you, and this uh, is what the lady that helped me told me, is that the rabbi should definitely not be the person doing this. It's not your place. Do you know any, do you know any shluchim that for many years they did a dinner and they did not do an ask or, or raise a panel, and then they ended up doing a raise the panel, and it was successful, and they were happy that they did it. Yes, I do. I don't want to mention any names, but I do know Shliach did that, and it was, it was successful. And he had no regrets. You, you don't have regrets. The, the, the most important thing that I think all Shluchim need to hear is it's okay to be nervous. It's okay to think, oh, my gosh, I don't know if I can ask. I don't know if people are going to get upset with me. I don't know. It's a very normal feeling to have. Okay? Maybe it will flop. It's a very normal feeling. Bottom line is, is that it will be successful and you will raise more money than if you didn't do it. And the only people that are going to get upset with you are those people that are going to get upset with you in any case. If they're going to get upset with you about not about this, 
They're going to get set you through in a month from now because you forget a yard site, or in three months from now because you're going to send out an email asking for monthly donations, and they're going to tell you that they really told you they can't give a monthly donation and you forgot to take them off the list, so they're going to call you and scream at you. There are certain people out there you can't win with them. You don't live your life based on those people that are going to make your life a misery. You, li- you live your life on the majority of people that are going to help you and are going to support you. And I think everybody can relate to that. If you run a Hebrew school and you've got 50 kids in your Hebrew school or 30 kids in your Hebrew school or 100 kids in your Hebrew school, there's always going to be those one or two or three or five families that are going to come and complain. You can now, either you can make your life a misery and say, oh my gosh, we have to change our whole Hebrew school because of those three families and oh my gosh, etc. Or you're going to say, you know what, there's miserable people out there and that's life. And I've got to do my best as long as I know I'm doing my best and doing everything I can, giving the Rebbe Nachas and trying with Avis Yisrael to do my job. That's all you can do. If people get upset, that's their fault. Asking for money at a fundraising dinner is 100% Mahadran, Mina Mahadran, Vedats, Chalav Yisrael, everything. It's 100% kosher. If somebody is going to get upset with you because you asked for money at a fundraiser, I'm sorry, the problem is in that person, not with you. This is Dovi Shapiro, and if you know a shliach that I can interview on a specific topic, please let me know the name of the shliach. I will make the call, and it will be the next podcast. Yes, Hashem. Make it a great week.